Welcome to the TX Water Polo Podcast. Prep season is in full gear with St. Mark's and Foster atop the tables, a fistful of Player of the Week nominations, and finally, ODP National Championships. I'm James Smith in Austin, and that's Joe Linehan in North Texas. Joe, have we I, have we bitten off more than we can chew? Like this week, this was the busiest weekend we've had so far. It's a good problem, James. It's a good problem. Yeah, how are you doing? There's, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I'm doing well. There's lots of stuff going on. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Um, and we're gonna start with all of our prep stuff. That we announced it a couple weeks ago that we were gonna do this. We asked for your input, we and you came through big. We had hundreds of high school games already, or, or over 100, that is, um, and just this last week. And we already have week one rankings from our coaches panel, plus uh, we had over a dozen nominations for Player of the Week honors. So let's get to them, yeah? Sure. Well, yeah, let's go. St. Mark's, unanimous, number one, uh, according to our coaches. Uh, they they uh, um, went undefeated over the weekend, although my understanding is 9-8 win over Geyer. That's a great outcome. Um, and I, Yeah. Yeah. It I, is, uh, go ahead. I mean, I believe it. I didn't see the game, but I heard about it from a couple different people. It was a tie game and kind of nip and tuck the whole way. And it was still tied with like a minute to go. And then I think there was a turnover that Geyer kind of had a turnover. And then there was an exclusion. And, yeah, and St. Mark scored in the last minute to get the 9-8 win. So wow. it, it was two of the stronger teams out there playing. And I think St. Mark's deserves to be in the number one spot this year. So. I think so, too, for now. Um, I, I know that. Um, about 10 points behind them, I think, in the voting was Foster. Um, and they, too, were undefeated over the weekend. Um, Actually, they only little, played one game. They didn't play this weekend. They played one game last week. So. My mistake, right? So they, so their, um, their vote is largely by reputation and also that one win. Um, and this is the interesting, th- interesting thing. I think by next week things may um, turn over a bit. But Geyer was tied for third in the in the ratings with Flower Mound, and that again after their one goal loss to St. Mark's. Yeah, and then another kind of like right now I think uh, Carroll's fifth in the state rankings right now for boys. Yes. And then Marcus is 10th, but Marcus beat Carroll eight to four this past weekend. Ah, well, so yeah, they, we, we're going to, we just do the top five because once you start getting into the lower ones, then the scores become a little dicey. In fact, South Lake is, uh, you, you know, they, they were most definitely in fourth place or, uh, yeah. in fourth place, no fifth, 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 fifth. And then the other teams that were getting votes were Memorial from Houston, Dawson, Jesuit, Marcus, and I should note from Austin, Texas, McCallum high school. Yeah, it's definitely the like the four strongest teams with the most points that are kind of very separated from everybody else are St. Mark's, Foster, Flower Mountain Guy. So I think that was generally speaking what everybody was predicting. So we'll see if things shake out that way as the games continue. I have to um, I have to give a little note about uh, the Austin area. So their first tournament over the weekend. I mentioned McCallum. They went two and zero by far, were the highest scorers in the weekend against uh, the the usual West Region suspects. But two years ago, they did not have a team. And so this just goes to show you that uh, that that kind of growth can happen in a very short period of time. Plus, you get a couple of kids that play club on that team, and you know they're and yeah, and they're not just it's not just growth, but they're going to be good real quick too. Precisely, yeah. The top the top teams in the West are McAllen and Austin High School again. So th- those are teams that just didn't exist a couple of years ago. It's uh, very good news for the region. All right, um, on the girls' side, it's yeah, it's very similar on the girls' side. There's four teams that are kind of separated from everybody else right now. I think uh, uh, Foster's number one, Guyer's number two, uh, Flower Mound's uh, number three. Uh, St. Agnes is number four, 
And then in fifth place is uh, South Lake Carroll. So. Foster only two points ahead of Geyer. So that that goes to show you that that, that level of competition is a quite a bit tighter. Now that might change on the boys' side of St. Mark's. But who knows what's going to happen and whether Geyer continues its its uh, streak. But on the girls' side, obviously a much tighter race at the top. But then uh, after those top five, and like you said, Carroll is in fifth, then uh, a couple other teams got noticed, Cypress Creek, Memorial from Houston and Cy Springs, they all got votes as well. Um, and, uh, and, and, but the, again, a rankings that I think we expected to see from the beginning of the season. Yeah. And then, I mean, just a couple I mean, a little bit of a North Texas thing again, Carol, who's, who is fifth place for girls. Um, they tied, uh, Marcus. Right. So, I mean, and Marcus, I don't think got a vote. So well, kind of shout out to, uh, uh, Brandon Dion, who's doing a good job over there at Marcus. So, Keep that in mind, coaches, when your votes come in this next week. And just a short comment on that. We're going to – so two things. One is we're not going to publish uh, regional rankings yet. The numbers just aren't high enough. The tabulation method is all ready. We, we, we can basically push that stuff out there. But the numbers, they're not high enough. Um, secondly, we're going to open the panel up to more coaches. So those of you who are listening – Get ready to check your inbox. There's going to hopefully be an invitation from me in the coming week. Um, the Obviously, what we would prefer to have is a steady group of, say, 20 coaches. That's going to be difficult, but that would be the optimal way for us to continue voting throughout the, throughout the whole year. But we will take what we can get so far. So first week, I'm very pleased. We had, uh, we had plenty of votes and plenty of nominations for players of the week. Are you ready? We'll go over those. Sure, of course. Excited first week on the girls side i believe the girls for the player of the week for offense is going to be gwyneth lee from flyermont high school she got nominated for both play uh, for, offensive player of the year and rookie of the of the week yeah. i said year week yeah yeah she's a ninth grader but she's going to win the offensive player of the week yep i think her team came out strong they had and then i think she had six goals and over the two games, and they beat Denton and Denton Braswell. So, yeah. uh, so, so congratulations to Gwensley. I'm sure it's not going to be her her uh, last award for sure. A, a good start on defense uh, from St. Agnes Academy, Abigail Shelby. Um, senior, she had a pretty strong weekend. She's a goalkeeper who earned 31 saves and six steals over the course of three regular season games. And then rookie. Rookie of the year from uh, Geyer High School in North Texas is Gwendolyn Smith. Um, she played, this was her first water pole uh, tournament, but she totaled five goals in three games this past weekend. And she, uh, and then she accumulated uh, many, many steals. So it's a great piece to, our, to yeah, to an already strong team. So her, her, the person who nominated her called her defensive skills amazing. I really like that part. So um, when we published that piece, that nomination, the best part about that nomination, yeah. it was from one of her teammates. Right. That's it was awesome. from one of her teammates, which is great. So. Look, uh, the, it, the same holds true for our nominations as it does for coaches and for those who submit stories and such, or even donors, those of you who are, are gracious enough to give money. We're not going to tell people who you are unless you tell us we can. So that's that's why we're not talking about who nominates these uh, these athletes. But, you know, we can make mention of that. It might be a coach. It might be a parent. It might be an athlete. And I know that you're you love when the athletes nominate one another. Uh, I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, boy side. Um, let's start with the uh, offensive player of the week, Ricardo Coletti, 
Jersey Village. He's a junior. He had a big weekend, actually. Averaged five goals a game, so 20 games over four wins uh, at the CFISD round robin. Um, and uh, Jersey Village started strong. And the defensive player of the week is Nick Coulter from, from Foster High School. And they only played a single game against uh, against uh, straight Jesuit, but he dominated from as a center defender, who, and he's and he's one of the best defenders in the state. He had a few steals, and I think he had five different assists. So yeah, well, I mean, done. that's a great way to start, and a lot, to, and I think he did a lot in a very short uh, a very short period of time. And the rookie, and, and the rookie of the week is. Isaac Fernandez Lopez from Pearland Dawson. They're, yeah, and their team this yeah this past weekend played in the Alvin tournament, and they went five and zero. And Isaac is one of the most experienced and best in uh, best freshmen out there in the state of Texas. He's one of the most aware and and aggressive players. So nice I work. Think it's a great little group of uh, of players of the week. So. Awesome. Really good stuff. I mean, and uh, as we mentioned, we're going to hopefully do well, we're going to do this weekly, but that's it for the high school section, I think. And uh, we'll be back with more stuff. Hurry with it. He's out of Fort Worth, Texas, one of the few non-California guys. And Zach Lowry skips it in. We're level again. In many podcasts, this time would be filled with ads for electric toothbrushes or recruiting services. Not here. Instead, we're asking you to show your support for TX Water Polo by donating to it. Go to txwaterpolo.com donate and help us continue covering the sport we love in the Lone Star State. Hi, I'm U.S. Olympian Janai Kerr, and when I need to stay up to date with my water polo news in Texas, I listen to the TX Water Polo Podcast. First weekend of prep polo is done, but there's a, a lot more to talk about, Joe. Um, there's a, this weekend is full of stuff as well. I mean, we can talk about the high school schedule, and we will. But as we've been talking about for weeks, ODP National Championships in Riverside, they're coming this weekend. I'm going. You're not going, right? I am not going, no. Uh, I, you know, I can t- completely understand that. In fact, I literally just got the rooming list, so I know I know who our, our athletes are going to be staying with. But it's a big tournament. Um, I know that uh, our Southwest Zone teams have uh, challenging first games, as they always do. Um, but I'm excited for it. It's it's a uh, as you know, I get a little stressed out about organizing this stuff. So uh, that's one thing that I look forward to being over with. But then after the last games, I I miss it. So I, I'm I'm already looking for forward to next year. Yeah, it's going to be a busy weekend though. While you're out there in Riverside, and yeah, enjoying the sunshine of Southern California. Sunshine. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, well, yeah, it's yeah, it's always kind of hit and miss in Riverside, but um, there is the Thunder Spring Invite, which is a tournament. I think they have about what about 30 teams out there for eighth grade and sixth grade and under. They even have a, a couple fourth grade and, and younger games going on this weekend in South Lake. Okay. Um, fourth grade is, and under. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean that's essentially ten and under. Yeah, so yeah. cool. And we had what uh, five teams at the at the Dare to Dream back in January. So this is the natural next step. So, mm-hmm. um, and then there's also a bunch of high school tournaments. Um, there's I think Flyer Mountain High School's hosting one up in North Texas. There's a bunch. There's like two or three different ones down in Houston. Is yeah, is there a high school tournament this weekend in Austin? No, not that I'm aware. Oh, there, hang on, let me look at the calendar. But, but there's nothing particularly local. I think there's actually going to be one in um, San Antonio. 
uh, well, you've got the Rio Grande Valley one that you know more yeah. about than yeah. any, anyone. And then that's all I see for this. Yeah. Weekend. Yeah. And then so so there will be a Rio Grande Valley tournament this weekend and yeah, in Harlingen. Um, and then there's the Northside ISD will have their intra-district kind of uh, game day this upcoming Saturday as well. Okay. All right. So, so there's a lot going on. I mean, that's what, that's what at least four different areas plus the, plus the CWPA oh, women's division games at Rice this Saturday. Right. Sunday. Yep. So we have people going in a thousand different directions this weekend. Um, yeah. Whether it's athletes, coaches, parents. You know, so it's yeah, so it can be challenging, but that's a good thing. It's we a have good to thing. Set up the challenge and make it all work. I know, I mean, but it's yeah, go ahead. It, it's tiresome, or it, it's not tiresome. It's like I'm I'm tired. Like there's so much work to be done, Joe. We've got like we have scores to look at. We've got rankings to do. We've got all that stuff. It's super fun. But uh, these are first often. world water polo problems, James. Okay. <laughs> all right. So this is I would rather be too busy than not enough. So yeah, fair enough. And this weekend, you know, um. We have a couple of developmental clubs, you know, under the USA Water Polo umbrella, and it's called Lone Star Mavericks. They have entered a couple teams for this upcoming weekend for the Thunder Spring Invite, and we have coaches that are going to be coaching high school, and we have some coaches that are also going to be kind of roughing high school. So I have to come out of retirement and coach a team this weekend. Which so one? Which great. one? I'm going to be coaching the Lone Star Mavericks eighth grade and under girls team. Okay. Well, everybody knows that when you're, it's at uh, South Lake Carroll, right? Yes. Yeah. When you hear somebody sh- uh, screaming from the opposite side of the pool, it's Joe Linehan. Just it's not screaming. See. It's what? It's it's coaching loudly. Encouragement. All right. That's coaching loudly. Coaching, coaching loudly. Teaching. Teaching. Okay. In a I say two now. words more than anything else. Swim, 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 and defense, defense, defense. <laughs> so, so there you go. Especially and, the fourth graders, right? Uh, this is going to be eighth grade and under girls. So, oh, and I'll be you. helping out the other teams too, kind of here and there. Good, good. Um, right. And uh, we wanted to mention a little bit, at least about referees and coaches. You said the coaches are going to be quite busy, which is absolutely true. This is the time of year when coaches are the most swamped. Um, the high school games, I mean, there were hundreds of games already or over a hundred games o- over this last weekend. So imagine every team needing a coach and uh, you know, what's, what's the, there's, probably 50 at least 50 percent of high school coaches are also club coaches maybe that's a little too high but it's a it's uh, i know in this area in the west we need more coaches in fact uh oh i forgot to mention joe i got to talk to you about somebody that i want to hire but anyway that's we, we know that they're going to be very busy this week and and weeks upcoming so w- what is it that you wanted to share about the, the the entire coaching system in the state of texas well it's not it's not really coaching necessarily it's just you know you know it's just planning yeah. It's being organized and kind of kind of looking at schedules and working together. Like, for example, we have a coach that is going to be uh, coaching in the morning for high school. And then after he's done, then he's going to come over and uh, and coach the club tournament in the afternoon. Right. So it's just that, you know, we had to look at a schedule and kind of see as opposed to, oh, I can't do it. No, you got to find solutions. And it's the same thing with the referees. I know the referees have a, have a very big challenge on their hands this weekend, but you know, you got to find some solutions and there might be some single referees on some games here or there, but this is the sign of progress. We have a lot now. We need to recruit a lot more referees and we need to educate a whole lot more coaches and and clubs and teams. You know, there might be some people that, you know, have coached other sports and they might want to come over and help out or parents that might want to coach. You you just need to sit there and kind of be prepared and and kind of welcome all all the different people and kind of 
just get them on the pool deck and see if they can work out. I mean, right. I have done that numerous times over the years, numerous right. times. And we've, we've talked about a lot of different coaches that I've said, Hey, why don't you just come out once a week and start helping? And then they come out once a week and then the next season it's twice a week. And then a, a year later, they're coaching three or four days a week and they love it. Mm. I mean, we even got a coach one time, uh, we pulled him off a lifeguard stand. Right. Because we needed help with a splash ball clinic. We had 40 kids show up. We only had two coaches and I go, Hey, can you help out please? And because I had gotten to know the coach and he was like, sure. And that was his first taste of, <laughs> of coaching. Now that particular person, I'm not going to name names, but that, but yeah, yeah. But that particular person is a full-time teacher and coach. And, uh, and he's, and that's, and that's what he does. And, and he also runs a water polo club. So I, I had a similar situation. I, our first splash ball session at Aquatex on Saturday went, went quite nicely with my new coach. So I'm very happy about that. It's a, um, we're finally making some inroads up here in, in, uh, West Texas in order to get splash ball off the ground. So good news all around. Um, and I also know that there were at least two, maybe three new referees in the West at that Longhorn tournament this weekend. I got a, I have my insiders that told me what was going on. So I, I'm actually really surprised in some ways. Like I didn't think that they would pick up that many new referees. It's very good news. Yeah. Like this past weekend, I was down and did a referee and coaches and athlete clinic down in Harlingen. Oh yeah. 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 Just down the Valley. And last year we did this and this was, it was still very new to everybody last year. And we had maybe a couple referees and maybe one or two coaches that came out. We didn't have an athlete clinic last year, right. but this year we had 25 total people at the referee clinic. And Landero, Jonathan Landero, who's a, one of the Pied Piper coaches down there, tweeted a photo and said there were over 90 athletes who showed up too. Great news. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, but there was 25 uh, different people for referees. This was awesome. I mean, half of them were coaches, which is great because coaches should be going to referee That's clinics. Right. Yeah. And then we had another 20 coaches at the coaches clinic, which is huge. Very and then good. we originally had one two-hour athlete clinic kind of scheduled. And and oh, we were going to cut it off at 50 athletes, and we mm. ended up with 100 plus. Wow. So then we just split it up into two separate sections of an hour and a half. And my only thing was I, that just made me have to run to the airport a little bit quicker. So <laughs> um, they're going to start competing soon. So do you have an estimate for how many teams they're going to field down there in the, for the high school season? I mean, there was about seven or eight different high schools that played last year, and they, and they played with both boys and girls. I think there's, what, 16 games this upcoming weekend. Wow. So I think that's eight, that's eight boys and eight girls teams. So um, those are the the teams that are playing this upcoming week are mainly the teams that played last year. There were a bunch of new teams uh, and new coaches out at the clinics this past weekend, and like there were brand new athletes. And I think it's just going to keep growing, growing, growing. I mean, it's like I think we're getting a couple more teams from the McAllen area, a few more teams from the Brownsville area that are going to start playing. They may not play a whole lot. They may play oh, kind of one or two tournaments, and we have their own. Uh, real Grand Valley championships. So it's, so it's going to be, it's going to be a, a, a lot of fun. And, and again, this spring and next spring is going to be about just growing and getting people the opportunity to play before we go in the fall of 2021 UIL season. Yeah. Very exciting. All right. We'll, we'll uh, wind that up for now and come back with a couple of outstanding items. You're listening to the TX water polo podcast. Hey, this is Mark Lawrence from Austin College, head coach of the men's and women's water polo programs and home of our kangaroos. When I'm interested in uh, what's going on with Texas Warpo, I always listen to the TX Warpo podcast. 
James and Joe wrapping things up on maybe the busiest podcast weekend that we've had so far, which is not saying much, but we have a couple more things upcoming, right? Spring break is going to be here, and there's a few things that, uh, man, you're involved in everything, Joe. So what's going on during spring break? I don't think I'm involved in everything. Everything. Um, no, there's no, there's not. There's, I mean, there's a lot of people. I'm, I go out and help out people here and there. That's what I do. Um, I do know that Janai Kerr is going to be down in um, Houston during spring break from, I think he's doing the, uh, he's working with the Cypher ISD people for a camp on March 9th, 10th, 11th at their new pool. Um, I think he's doing a, uh, another clinic on March 12th down in Pearland. So he's going to be busy during spring break. He normally comes um, to Texas kind of during, yeah, kind of during spring break. So that's great. We, it's, yeah, it's, it's always nice to have, to have Janai come down. Is there a person on the planet who does not like Janai Kerr? I don't think so. Yeah. Janai is one of the great ambassadors of our sport. He's great. He's Everybody loves him. Coaches love him. Uh, like, like parents love him. The athletes love him. So it's great. Janai is a so, listener. So I'm sucking up to Janai. And uh, again, apologies for not being in uh, central Texas. When you offered to do a clinic up here, I'm very, um, that's unfortunate, but I'm going to be on the road anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, it's great. And then I'm actually going to be at the same time frame. I'm doing a, a camp in at Northside ISD in San Antonio on March 9th, 10th, 11th. It's going to be just for the Northside ISD people, but I'm going to be working with their coaches and athletes. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And then we're going to be in that big stadium pool down there at How- uh, at the North ISD, the, the Northside ISD Swim Center. So well, it's going to be a lot of fun. T- Tell me more. I mean, the, so the, the, I mean, Northside ISD, from my understanding, is uh, need is is all in on UIL. So when they come, when the the sport becomes UIL in a year and a half from now, then those teams that used to play back in before 2012, 2013 are all back in the fold. So is this camp, this clinic, intended to sort of get people ready for that, or is it for their fall season, et cetera, et cetera? Well, they're playing during the spring, so like they're starting this upcoming weekend. And they're playing four different weekends now in the spring ah. there. And it's only intra district games. Yes. Um, and so that's this spring in spring of 2021, they're going to play full Tisco water polo. They'll still have their intra district kind of tournaments and such, but then they're going to be able like the teams are going to be able to go to the different tournaments in the West region and the West region champs, and maybe even go up to, to North Texas or Houston for a tournament. Right. And then everybody is just going to transition into the fall of 2021 for UAL. Super so. exciting. I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I have mixed feelings about that, and you know why? Because I want the San Antonio teams back very badly, but when they come back, they're going to be highly competitive, and they're going to, you know, I have to. That, it just means that I have to coach my kids even better to to uh, compete against those teams. And there's already one San Antonio team back. Alamo Heights, welcome back. Yeah. So, uh, uh like, uh, shout out uh, to Norm Collins who is now the head coach for the swimming and water polo teams there right. at Elmo Heights. He's also the former head coach for the Elmo Heights swimming and water polo teams. He's actually, he's, yeah, and he was actually at one point the Southwest Zone chair I back in the 90s. Like All right. So, I mean, he got into administration, was in kind of, in, yeah, and kind of took some time off from the pool deck for a few years. But we're great. It's great to have Norm back on the pool deck and kind of, uh, and, yeah, and kind of moving forward because he's, great ambassador for the sport he's gonna be helping them out it's gonna be fun and plus you know we have a lot of stuff going on 
Uh, there's game days happening in March. There's going to be like the Southside Badger Brawl, which is another eighth grade and under tournament happening the like the first week of April. And then we get into the championship season for the high school kids. There's a Masters tournament happening at at uh, U of H at the end of April. And then of course we finish kind of the spring season with the Texas Age Group State um, Water Polo Champs, which is the eighth grade and sixth grade state champs, May 9th and 10th, back up in North Texas. So. Yeah, you can, nobody can complain about not having enough water polo. It's just it's it's so. I'm much. sure there will be somebody that complains. So <laughs> Alamo Heights is coming to our tournament. I'm very happy about that. He was very excited to get involved. Not the one that we have. We're hosting a tournament on the sixth and seventh up at Round Rock, and then we're hosting again at the end of March, um, 29th, I think, is Saturday. Whatever the Saturday is, just a one-day tournament, and they're coming to that one. So I'm I'm I don't think I've ever met the guy, but I'm I'm looking forward to having them up to Round Rock. Yeah, it, yeah, it's going to be good, and I bet they're going to be very competitive too. I bet so. they are. That's again, I don't coach high school this year, but if I did, I'd be a little worried about playing those guys. All right, well, good luck to everybody that's playing this upcoming weekend, or hosting, or a parent that has a kid at two different places, or if you're flying, kind of be safe traveling out the Riverside, yeah. Yeah. and kind of good luck to your teams out there, James. Thanks, Joe. Well, frenzy right, continues next week, right? Yep. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. So thank you, Joe. Thank you, everyone, for listening and for telling a friend about the TX Waterpolo podcast. Go to TXWaterpolo.com to listen to the podcast. Find us on social media. Leave comments. Give to the cause, which we're extremely grateful for. Um, that is going toward, hopefully, some stuff that's going to help us this, uh, this spring in particular with high school. There's just so much data to work with. Go there to nominate players, which you've done. Submit game stories. That's enough vamping. Until next week. So long from Austin.